Hi everyone, I'm Ricky Marsh and you're listening to the September 2022 edition of Aeon's Retirement Market Update podcast. Well, I say listening to, I guess there could be some people out there who are being subjected to this against their will. Maybe you're trapped in a car with someone who's far more interested in pensions than you, or maybe it's being broadcast over the speakers at your local supermarket. I mean, that would be a bit odd, but I suppose anything that raises awareness of pensions can't be a bad thing. And funnily enough, that's the topic of today's interview. Karina Klimashevsky and Alex Hadanu will be joining me later on today to talk about Pensions Awareness Week. But first, here's this month's news. First up, it's the story I promised you at the end of the last episode. The DWP's released its long-awaited consultation on draft funding regulations for DB schemes. These relate to provisions in the Pension Schemes Act 2021 that were intended to strengthen the existing funding regime. The draft regulations build on previous messages and statements, so there are no real surprises. But it's worth noting that while these are technically funding regulations, they also cover wider areas like investment and covenant. So I'm just going to summarise the key proposals here. Firstly, by the time they're significantly mature, schemes will need to be fully funded on a low dependency basis and adopt a low dependency investment strategy. This means trustees will need to understand how mature their scheme is and how that could change over time. Next, schemes will need a formal statement of strategy, detailing the journey plan to the low dependency state. This will need to be produced or updated at each valuation, or when there are other big changes, and submitted to the pensions regulator with the other valuation documents. The other big thing is that schemes will need to provide an assessment of the employer covenant. This is something that a lot of schemes will already be doing under the existing guidance and codes of practice, but the proposals here would mean this is a formal legislative requirement for the first time. This consultation runs until the 17th of October, and if you'd like more information, we're actually running a webinar on the 26th of September. As usual, I'll include a registration link in the show notes. Now, as I've said before, TPR were waiting for this consultation to come out before they moved forward with the second part of their own consultation on the DB Funding Code of Practice. That should fill out a lot of the detail, and we're expecting it later on this year, with the new regulations and code of practice both coming into force sometime in 2023. TPR has published a new scam prevention strategy, warning that increases in the cost of living may leave savers more vulnerable to scammers. In the strategy, TPR will continue to improve the coordination of intelligence between scam-fighting partners to prevent fraud and bring scammers to justice. The three-pronged plan aims to educate the industry and savers on the threat of scams, prevent practices which can harm savers' retirement outcomes, and fight fraud through the prevention, disruption and punishment of criminals. TPR's plan will complement the work of a multi-agency task force created in 2012 to tackle pension scams. The task force was originally called Project Bloom, but it's now being rebadged as the slightly less mysterious-sounding Pension Scams Action Group. The Pension Protection Fund has published a blog setting out some of the key conclusions from their funding strategy review. The big thing here is the PPF's intent to rebalance away from levies and rely more on their investments compared to their previous strategy. The plan had been to dial down their investment risk over time and continue using levies to manage their funding position, but they're now considering taking some limited investment risk for longer and moving towards a lower levy sooner than previously envisaged. The PPF's expectation is that they can meaningfully reduce the levy in the coming years without imperiling the security of members' benefits. They're also rethinking how levies are calculated, 
with plans to move towards a simpler, more flexible approach starting from next year. We'll see more on all of this later in the year with the outcome of the PPF's funding review and the next set of draft levy rules, both due in the autumn. And finally, just a couple more events to tell you about. Firstly, we have a webinar on inflation coming up on the 21st of September. Now, we've talked about inflation quite a lot over the last few months, and you may have seen that CPI inflation has now gone above 10% for the first time. This webinar will look at the impact of inflation on pension benefits, including issues like discretionary pension increases. Secondly, our risk settlement conference is coming up. Themed around next steps for schemes moving towards their end game, this is a half-day in-person conference running in Birmingham on the morning of the 28th of September and in London on the morning of the 4th of October. I'll include a link to the events page of our website in the show notes, so if you follow that, you'll find more information on both of these, as well as the funding webinar I mentioned earlier. And if you'd like more information on this or any of this month's other news stories, I'll include contact details at the end. Okay, it's interview time, and we have something a bit different today. So Aeon are ambassadors for this year's Pensions Awareness Week, and we figured this would be a good time to roll out the Ferrero Rocher and do some ambassadoring. That's definitely not a real word, but anyway, to help with this, I'm joined by two colleagues who have been hard at work preparing for this event, Karina Klimashevsky and Alex Hadanu. So guys, before we start, can you just do a brief intro? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ricky. Uh, hi, everyone. My name's Karina Klimashevsky. Uh, I'm a partner advising DC and DB clients on their pension strategy, but also I get to work on our client propositions, ensuring that they help our clients meet their objectives. Hi, I'm Alex Hadnew, and I'm a corporate consultant at Aon. And like Karina, I also advise a mix of DB and DC clients. I tend to focus more on the corporate side, but also advise the odd trustee helping them uh, on their pension strategy. One of the other hats I also wear is a financial wellbeing specialist as part of the financial wellbeing team, helping our clients navigate the space and find members with the financial wellbeing support that they need. Great, thanks. So Alex, let's start with the basics. What is Pensions Awareness Week? Pensions Awareness Week is a UK-wide initiative that's running from the 12th to the 16th of September that really looks to connect directly with people to encourage them to get more interested in their pension. So Aon are one of many providers and consultancies and clients that will be using this week as an opportunity to talk to members about their pensions and really get them to engage. This year, Pensions Awareness Week will cover six different areas. And so they are pensions basics, retirement, investing, wider finances, your state pension, and lastly, looking at how women can improve their retirement prospects. What sort of actions could pension schemes take to raise awareness of pensions issues among their members? I'd have to say, definitely listen to this podcast for the first port of call. Um, but in all seriousness, we see this week as a chance for employers and schemes to really re-engage, communicate with members. So this can take various different forms. So it can be as simple as giving members a nudge to check their DC pension pot online or guiding them to some useful education materials that they might find useful at the moment to give them a little pensions refresh. Yeah, and I guess just to add to that, it's an opportunity for you to look at your support in the pension space and decide if there's any particular bits you want to raise the profile of with members, as Alex said. But it's also a good time to reassess that support more generally and look at any areas that you might want to look at a bit further, such as, for example, running some financial education sessions around the same time. 
So for schemes that are looking to engage with their members, what would you say are the key areas they should be talking about at the moment? Yeah, there are lots of different areas um, that are really important for members at the current time. And um, Alex, do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I'm happy to, to go first, Karina. I suppose without wanting to come across as too biased here, given our work in, in the team, I would definitely say financial well-being. So this would sit in the wider finances area that I briefly touched upon earlier. Uh, and there's really two key reasons for this. The first is the current cost of living crisis. So as I'm sure a lot of people are aware, we're starting to see double digit inflation now. And I recently read a Citibank article that estimated that we could hit 18% inflation by 2023. Um, so that's clearly causing um, a lot of financial stress for a lot of people. And secondly, the impact that financial well-being has on, on, on individuals. So there is a ton of research out there that looks at the impact that financial well-being can have on people's health in terms of stress, depression, anxiety, uh, and in pretty stark. And the combination of those two reasons is why I really think that this is a, a key topic that we should be looking at. The good news um, is that there is a lot of well-being support out there for individuals that need it albeit the notable caveat is that it's not always very easy to find. Uh, so for example, there are some free websites such as Money Helper and the Money Saving Experts that can provide people with money, man money management tips and hints. So things such as managing credit card debt, tips on how to shop around to get good deals on insurance, uh, gas bills, etc., can be a really useful resource for individuals. In addition, I'd also recommend that employees check what financial wellbeing support their employer has in place. From our experience working with clients, a lot of employers actually do offer quite a bit of financial wellbeing support. Again, the common theme here is that they're not always communicated very widely or are very easy to find. So this is definitely something that I'd encourage people, people to check out as kind of immediate actions in this space. Yeah, and I guess linked to your point, Alex, on financial well-being, for me, a really important area for members to think about as well is the gender pensions gap. I think it's really important for men and women who go on a career break uh, or pause their contributions to understand the impact that that can have on their overall pension pot of retirement. As we said, there's this increasing cost of living happening at the moment. So far more employees may reduce or pause their contributions due to affordability. But I think it's still really important to make sure that they understand the impact this can have on retirement outcomes. In terms of actions you could take and consider as a pension scheme, what sort of support do you have in place already to help employees understand it? Uh, such as education or checklists before key events? Um, and ha have you made it easy for employees to keep contributing to their pension if they do want to uh, take a break from work? So the other area for me that I think is really important for members at the current time is on the theme of support for employees coming up to retirement, especially with those DC flexibilities now. So employees have difficult decisions to make at retirement um, where one bad decision could undo 20 years of hard work. Now, in our DC survey, we found a surprising number asked their family and friends for support in this area. But schemes often have loads of tools in place that can help with retirement decision making, such as modelers, seminars, guidance, advice. So for me, I think it's important to make members aware of that um, so that they use it at the right time. 
And I guess just generally, we're finding this is a real focus for um, pension schemes at the moment. So looking on that retirement journey as employees approach and reach retirement, um, especially now that a lot of um, employees, can, well, now that employees can access drawdown, but also that the um, a lot more default investment strategies target drawdown, ensuring that that process for members as they reach retirement um, is as seamless as possible. Now, it's almost impossible to talk about any topic at the moment without inflation rearing its ugly head. You've already touched on it a bit, but can you just go into some more detail on how the rising cost of living affects the messages we should be giving to members? Sure. So Pensions Awareness Week is not focused on one aspect of pensions, but about trying to help people understand and engage with their pensions more broadly. Clearly, it's an extremely difficult time at the moment for a lot of people. So we need to be aware of the challenges a lot of people will be facing when when deciding how best to communicate around this? Yeah, in my opinion, I think employees appreciate being made aware of the different support available to them and any pitfalls to look out for, but perhaps not a campaign focused on contributing more given the current economic climate. So just to wrap things up, Pensions Awareness Week runs from the 12th to the 16th of September and there are online events being run throughout the week, so I'll include a link to the website in the show notes. Alex, Karina, thanks for joining us today and we hope to have you back again soon. Thanks, Ricky. No worries. Thanks, Ricky. Just following up from my chat with Karina and Alex, you may remember that earlier this year I mentioned plans by the Pensions and Lifetime Savings Association and the Association of British Insurers for a joint campaign aimed at boosting the nation's understanding of and engagement with their pensions. Well, this now has a name, the Pension Attention Campaign, and it's expected to run in each of the next three years over the period from Pensions Awareness Week in September right up to Talk Money Week in November. We've been promised an eye-catching activation by an unexpected brand ambassador in early September, so it'll be interesting to see what that's all about. Keep your eyes peeled. Right, that's all for today, so thanks again to my guests, Alex Hadanu and Karina Klimashevsky, and thanks to you for listening, even if it wasn't by choice. I'm off to hunt for a roof-mounted loudspeaker like the one they had on the car in the Blues Brothers, all in the interest of pensions awareness, of course, but I'll be back with more next month. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget you can subscribe to the series through all the usual places, including the Apple Podcasts app and Spotify. If you'd like more information on our retirement solutions, or you want to feature in a future podcast, you can contact me on ricky.marsh at aon.com. Otherwise, please visit our website or email talktous at aon.com.